In today's episode, I'm digging through the comments. So I'm going back looking at questions I may have already answered, but I may be able to go into a little bit more deeper detail or provide better feedback on. So sometimes, you know, when you answer questions via text message, it seems like it gets misinterpreted on one end. So sometimes I feel like a lot of my answers may come across that way. So today we're looking at those questions. So stay tuned and don't forget to click like, subscribe and that notification bell. Welcome to Debt Free and IT. I'm your host, Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's looking to get into the IT industry, whether it's for a career change or you're just interested. I think you come to the right place. So before we get into the questions, I would like to congratulate Brian for passing his CCMP Encore exam. So if any of you are taking the CCMP or preparing for the CCMP, you know that the CCMP has two exams. It has the Encore, which also vouches as the CCIE uh, written exam. So it has their encore exam. Then after that, you got to take a specialization. So we, were, I would like to congratulate Brian for passing that encore because that's not an easy task. Uh, I'm currently studying for it again. You know, I failed about a month ago. There's a video coming on that. But I went back to the drawing board, you know, created another study plan that I'm trying to follow by. And my plan is to take it in March. So, Brian, congratulations on that CCMP encore exam. And then also another thing that happened this week is that. I hit my thousand subscriber mark. So that's um, thanks to y'all that that tune in, that listens, that subscribe, that leave comments, that share it with your friends. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. You know, um, I hope you stick around for the journey. Uh, as you may know already, I'm pretty much learning in public. So you may have noticed where in the beginning my audio was real bad. But now hopefully it's a little bit better now. It's still not the best, but hopefully it's a little bit better now. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing this thing on the fly, learning in public. You know, I encourage anyone, if there's something you want to do, go ahead and do it. You know, there's nothing wrong with failing. If you fail, at least you know what happened. At least you know that you did it. And at least you know the outcome. So the thing is, like I said, I like to appreciate everyone that's tuned in thus far. And I hope you continue for the ride. So the first question I have was left as a comment under one of my videos. And they're asking, what is an entry level job in security that they should be looking for? A risk analyst or incident response? So my take on this is any kind of entry level roles, usually they're going to have to wear analyst, administrator, admin, technician. A lot of those roles are going to be in the second half of the job title. So it's going to be security analyst, security admin security technician, network technician, a lot of those are going to be that first level of that particular role. So if you're going for security, any kind of admin jobs you see out there pertaining to security, those will work well for you. And then also, don't forget, you know, I, I harp on this a lot. Don't forget is if you're throwing that, that resume out there for those particular job roles, and let's say that you don't have no experience at all, and you're throwing that out there, then a lot of times if you're not getting any hits on it or you haven't landed anything from it, a lot of times what I would do is take a start looking at positions that's a little bit under that, a little bit uh, less responsibility than that in the IT industry. Some of those positions would be something like uh, something along the desktop realm. So you got desktop support, technical support, uh, help desk, help desk support, help desk analyst. 
uh, operations. So things of like that, that to kind of get you in the door, because sometimes, uh, like I say, in plenty of my videos, sometimes it may be that the fact that, OK, yeah, you're qualified, but that enterprise experience means a lot to some managers and to some uh, enterprises. So that enterprise experience is going to mean a lot also. So if you haven't got that enterprise experience, then trying for that lower role where you have a lower responsibility. You know, that could get you in the door. And then once you're there, a lot of times there's no limit to how fast you can move up to the next position. So you may be there and you may after six months, they may say, OK, this guy's doing real good. You know, we want to give him a shot at the next level. So you're already qualified for a security role. And then you may move into that security admin or that security analyst position or that technician position. So those are the ones I would aim for. But like I said, uh, if you're not getting no hits, uh, don't hesitate to start looking at a lower role just to get into the door. So the second listener question I have is this listener, they're working towards their networking degree from WGU. Uh, they're getting an A plus at the end of the month, Network Plus by March. And then pretty much with WGU, they get they search through passing the classes. So with WGU, as you get to the end of a course, pretty much in order to pass that course, if it has a certification, you got to get the certification. So they're getting the certification as they go through their courses. And they wanted to know if they should be studying the CCNA at the same time as they're going to get the Network Plus. So my take on this is is going to depend. So like um, with WGU, they have different kind of tracks. You know, I've looked into them for uh, continuing on and getting my four year degree. So they have different tracks. So they have a general uh, kind of networking security track. And then also they have one that's geared towards Cisco. So the thing is, depending on which track uh, sounds like you may be on the general track. So with the general track, I wouldn't steer off the plan to try to study it for that CCNA at the same time, because that's going to throw you off from your current goal. That's going to throw you off a lot. Cause that CCNA, I would say roughly two to three months is needed to study for that. So if you're already on course to go ahead and get that network plus along with your degree, I would go ahead and get that degree unless you're in the Cisco track. Then if you're in the Cisco track, then the CCNA part should be coming up along in that course also. But like I said, that's just my two cents. Um, you know, saying you want to do your research on both avenues and go for whichever works best for you. But from what I know about WGU, from what I've uh, read, from what I've looked online, they do have a Cisco course that tailors to a lot of Cisco certifications. So if you're in that track, then you have it. It's coming up along the line somewhere. If you're in the general track, I would stick to that since you're already in it and that's what you're going to, to get your degree in. So I would stick with that and then just follow that process out. And then maybe after you get your degree, if you find that, okay, I need this CCNA or I think this CCNA is going to give me uh, a better edge on my competition. Then I would go back and study for the CCNA because by the time you graduate and with, with those certifications that you have to get going through that program, you're going to be well equipped to go and study for that CCNA afterwards. So that's just my two cents. Like I said, do your own research also. The third question I have is, this is this is one that uh, we often uh, kind of go back and forth with in our heads as IT professionals. Uh, but this next question is, do I suggest going to school or just doing search to land a good job role? So like I said, this is all going to depend on the person. But 
What I would suggest is, let's say it's going to depend on what first is going to depend on the type of person you are. Uh, first off, like I would say, if you're a person that let's say that you need that structure, you need that steady structure. You need those deadlines to be able to go through and accomplish your goals. You need you need that extra push. If you're that type of person, then I would I would suggest enrolling in a school. A lot of times I would suggest enrolling in a community college first, you know, just to get a grasp on things. And then once you go through that community college, then you may want to go and advance to a four year degree. So I would say if you're that type of person that you need that structure or let's say you're totally lost and you just need some good starting point, I would say go ahead and go through sign up for school and go through the curriculum and really, really, really use the school's resources to the best of your ability because that most schools is going to offer a lot of resources for you. So make sure you take advantage of those resources. But then if you're someone that um, let's say that when you're, you're one that when you get something on your mind, you're able to go overboard with it and kind of learn it yourself where you kind of fall in love with it or you make yourself fall in love with it. Then getting the certifications may be the fastest route for you because if you're that type of person, you're, you're capable of learning on your own. You're a, easy, you can pick these things up easily. So this may be the best route for you then because you could say that, okay, I want to study for my CCNA and you can go and get the material and start going through it yourself and you keep yourself on a strict study schedule where you're not missing because you have that goal in mind. So if you're, if you're that type of person, then the cert route would probably work for you. But like I said, with, with all of this, it's all going to depend on the type of person that you are. So you need to analyze what type of person you are first and then weigh out the pros and cons to each decision. If you're finding value in this episode and you're listening via YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, please leave me a review or a comment. If you have a friend who needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. So the fourth listener question I have is that uh, they've been hacking for years, but don't have any kind of college degree. And they want to know, do I think they should go get the SET Plus, uh, Network Plus, or the CEH? So if you've been hacking for years, I would say it's going to all depend on how in-depth you are with that. So if you don't have no structure, you're just finding stuff online that's already there for you, and you're able to go through and make it work because you're, you're finding most of someone someone else. And in that format, someone else has done most of the, most of the hard work and they posted it online and you can find it. You're able to find these things and able to run it yourself. So with that aspect, I would say probably going to school first or something to get that formal structure, that formal background. But then also, if you're a little bit more in depth with it, where you're doing a little bit more advanced things, then possibly going for that security plus first is not going to it's not going to hurt you in any form or fashion. So. If it was me in your shoes and let's say I'm a more advanced person, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm, I'm hacking up some stuff. Uh, I would say I would probably try to get some form of structure if I'm looking to get into an enterprise environment. So I would maybe look at the, the security plus first because that's one that's known everywhere. Real popular. A lot of jobs. They look for it. They ask for it. And then once I get that and start feeling my way around is the security realm. And seems like you're hacking. So pen testing may be the route to go. So with pen testing, you have 
Pentest Plus. You have a lot of other certs. I know the C C H certification is one of the big ones. So once you get in and feel your way around, then that CEH could be something that you start working towards to obtain your goal and achieve wherever you're trying to be at for your your, your destination within the IT industry. Or either, a lot of times, a lot of pen testers, they're able to open up their own uh, their own businesses and stuff, doing kind of those penetration testings for different companies and different enterprises. So that may be a route also. But like I said, either one of them, I don't think you would go wrong. So it's just going to all depend on you. So the next listener question I have, this listener asked, what's the point of a resume if a lot of people are using LinkedIn more and more? So that's very correct. A lot of people are moving over to LinkedIn, but I would still wouldn't discredit that old school resume. So one way I utilize it is my resume. A lot of times when I'm applying for jobs online, like uh, Indeed, or if I'm going directly to an employer's website, a lot of times my resume comes in handy. That's where my resume does its thing. But then if I'm in LinkedIn, sometimes you still use your resume on LinkedIn. You know, pretty much your profile is almost like your online resume. So if I'm there and there's a job I want to apply for, one neat thing I like about LinkedIn is I can see the job. I can go in and see who works at the job. And then also sometimes it'll show you the hiring manager or the recruiter who posted the job. So if I think I'm a good fit for the job, you know, I could add that recruiter as a friend, uh, inbox them, tell them I'm interested. And then maybe he'll say, OK, he'll either look at my profile or either he'll say, hey, can you submit me a resume? But either way, I've got a direct connection to that job or whatever on LinkedIn because I'm talking directly to that person that's trying to get someone hired. So if my resume makes the cut, a lot of times it goes, it skips a part where Online through Indeed, a lot of times your your resume, the first encounter may be from a, a computer looking for a lot of keywords. But through this recruiter, my resume gets in front of his face and he's able to look at it for himself and see that, oh, I need a job that's looking for a CCNA certification. And this person has the CCNA certification. So both ways work. I, I wouldn't say one works more than the other. And also, to be honest, um. I haven't had a lot of job roles, but the ones I have had, they've been off of my resume, you know, through through LinkedIn. And like I say, I get hit up a lot on LinkedIn from recruiters letting me know about different jobs they have available. But for me and like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of jobs. So my jobs is under five. So a lot of my jobs have came from the old school format of just using a resume. So the last question I have. So this is a, a, a good one. And it comes from a listener. And they've said that, okay, they recently passed their CCNA a couple of days ago. So congratulations on passing your CCNA. And then also they're sitting at a crossroads, want to know exactly how do they apply all the knowledge that they've learned from the CCNA. They have a bachelor's degree in IT and telecommunications and also have two internships under their belt. So they don't have the hardware experience. Everything they learned been pretty much virtual or remote. And so also one of the things I asked them is, you know, what what kind of experience they had already, you know, what kind of internships. So they done an internship as a one month observatory internship where they would just watch how fiber optics was was spliced and implemented. The other one they did was the four month internship where they learned how to implement SD-WAN using Fortinet's products. So uh, one of the things is so. 
I, I think you got some good experience you can add on your resume because um, knowing how to splice fiber together, that's that's a unique skill in itself. Uh, so that's something possibly I don't even think I can do. So that's one skill set you can add to your resume. But then one of the main things I see that stood out to me, that jumped out to me when I read it, is that you got four months of experience implementing SD-WAN with Fortinet products. So that's a lot of stuff going for you in a positive direction there. So Fortinet, like I said, they're, they're becoming one of the one of the, the big players in the industry and in the networking and security realm. So a lot of companies, they're a little bit cheaper. So a lot of companies may opt to use a Fortinet product. And then also SD-WAN. SD-WAN is real popular because a lot of companies, I think, is going over towards that SD-WAN setup. So knowing how to implement SD-WAN, knowing a little bit about SD-WAN, I think all of that would be a plus for you. So that's something that you can add on your resume. And then after that, start looking for those entry-level roles, such as, like I stated earlier with the first question, first as that network technician, network admin, you know, the things of that nature, and then try to land in at that entry level, then work your way up. So if if, if you're not getting hits off the network entry-level roles, take it a little step lower with the desktop and the help desk. But I do think that that SD-WAN experience, even though it was four months, I still think that that experience is going to help you just seeing how it was implemented, which means that you probably got taught by the engineer how to troubleshoot it, how to set it up, what commands you need to use, different things with SD-WAN. So SD-WAN is real popular. So I, I think you got a lot of stuff uh, going to posit, going for, for, towards the positive route for you. So those are two things I would definitely add on your add on your resume. And then along with your four-year degree already, I, I think you got a good combination. Um, maybe if it's one thing you need to work on, not saying that there's anything you need to work on. If there's one thing I would try to probably work towards some sort of certification, but that's really may not be needed. But like I said, it's just something if you have the time to go towards and you're not landing a role, that's something else I could add that would probably be the icing on the cake. So I hope you wish you the best of look, luck in your job hunting and let me know how it goes and keep us updated. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Hopefully you found some value in this episode. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're list, if you're on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok, you can follow me at Debt Free and IT. If you have any questions, you can email me at debtfreeandit at gmail.com. Other than that, I'll see y'all next week. Peace.